listening to the best podcast in the world, The Awakened Soul, hosted by my dad. I never met a girl who makes me feel the way that you do. You're all Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 47 of The Awakened Soul. It's your boy, CEO Hayes here, and we have a shorter episode for you guys this week, but we'll get into that. I got A-Track Brown uh, coming through with actually uh, not really a rebuttal, but he does have the other side to the coin um, from the Bill Cosby conundrum. So excited to get into that conversation with him he basically takes the show over um that's because he has a lot to say and you know like i said he's presenting it as if it's the other side to that argument that i um that i presented on bill cosby a couple of weeks ago so it's a dope conversation with me eight track brown um you guys kind of going to jump right into the conversation but before we get into that you know we have to get into the mind of hey so we're going to get into our intro music on the other side of that we're going to jump in my crazy crazy mind i'll see you guys there All right, here we go. We're stepping into my crazy, crazy mind. Uh, the first thing that I have right off the top is the Boston Celtics beat the brakes off the Cleveland Cavaliers today. I'm so happy to see that. You guys all know I hate the Cavs. Uh, I respect LeBron, LeBron as a player, but I always love seeing them lose. And, you know, regardless of not if they win or lose the series, I still have them winning in six. Um, it was just good to see the young guys in Boston step up and play the way they did. Al Horford's crazy um and you know what they're learning a lot here and and i said you know jason who's uh actually been on the awakened soul before from strong style central is a huge celtics fan so i'm always happy to see uh my boys team win on top of that i love the, the celtics um they're not my favorite team you know that goes to the chicago bulls but um i love all of their players pretty much i love Kyrie, um even though he's crazy <laughs> uh rosier i like um, Gordon Haywood, even though he hasn't played this year, I've, I've liked since he's been in um, in Utah. Uh, Al Horford, just you know, he played on one of my favorite college teams uh, ever, and that was uh, that team with him and Joe Kim Noah and Corey Brewer, um, and uh, yeah, in, in Florida. So it, it was it's just good to see those guys winning. And, and Jason Tatum, who I keep telling people is going to be a beast, just wait. He's I think he's twenty now. When the season started, he was nineteen. Um, he has a lot of career left, hopefully. Uh, God forbid any injury or anything like that. So, you know, I'm just I'm just happy to see that team um, get a win like this. And it, this this whole playoff run is going to teach them a lot. They made it to the Eastern Conference fi- Eastern Conference Finals without their two best players. So, you know, it, it, it leaves a lot there. So, I um, I'm just looking forward to what comes from them. But, you know, let's step back from sports for a second. Let's get into this podcast, this wonderful program that you're listening to. And that is, you know, the last time that I announced a new partnership uh, for this specific podcast, it was with UML. Um, I also announced one for the Breaks Radio um, when we partnered with 247HipHopNews.com. 
This time, even though the websites are very similar, they're not affiliated. I have now partnered with 247LiveCulture.com, which is um, a podcast on everything black culture, hip hop uh, related. You get artist interviews there. So um, it, it's, it's, it's exciting. They're, they're a newer website. But again, it's uh, it's just great to partner with like minded people, people who respect your craft. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm really, really looking forward to that. I also want to announce uh, the launch of the official website of the Awakened Soul. Whew, I worked hard over it over the course of this weekend. Never built a website from scratch before. Um, it was nerve wracking. Not going to lie. It took way too much time, but it's worth it at the end. Once you look at that end result of something you've been working on, you know, you just kind of step back and you're like, you know what? I did that. And that's how I feel about that. Um, yeah, it's just just amazing. Um, but the, the next thing that I want to talk about, and this is kind of, you know, usually what we talk about here in the mind of haze and just something that has been burning me, burning me, burning me. And you <laughs> you hear a lot now of people who want to um, mix hip hop culture um, with other types of culture and uh, say they're mixing it with geek culture, they're mixing it with white culture, they're missing mix. Look, listen, hip hop is all encompassing. Hip hop is more than music. It's more than the way you dress. Hip hop culture. There've been hip hop geeks forever. Um, so you know that that culture always mix. It's just you know you you get different elements of it or different elements are highlighted. And while rap is is the biggest uh musical art form right now um possibly because it just crosses all types of race barriers and everything um aspect that i want to speak of specifically now is geek culture and you know it's it's amazing to me now how things that i read as a kid like being that kid who was reading comic book when nobody else really was reading comic books and no one really cared to ask and now because comic book movies have really popped off um now like people wanting to hear me talk about comic books people wanting to come to me like i i didn't know what happened in the comics i never read the comics what's going on what what do you know um it, it's 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 crazy it's it, it really is because you know i think and johnny from oversaturated can probably speak to this as well is that you know growing up being that comic book nerd being that person who has the captain america uh rolled up in your backpack and pulled out on the bus you weren't always the most popular one well you know i i kind of mix went in and out of all different groups so i was never really ostracized but you know, it was just one of those things that weren't really talked about like none of my friends asked me about a comic book that i was reading none of them wanted to go on we talked about sports all day we talked about playing football and being on the team and all that type of stuff and shoes and all that but never really comic books and you know now that that part of the culture is just really being highlighted is it's it's an amazing feeling and you know and that just really made me think um to the next thing that i want to talk about is just being comfortable in who you are that's something that i've never struggled with um in a sense because i'm i'm i've always been weird and always been unique and always been different um but i embraced it i was taught that very early on so i never really hid that part of myself or had those um, insecurities about that but for anyone who does like be you like don't worry about what everyone else thinks don't worry about how people take it because at the end of the day you have to be true to you people are going to rock with it or they're not the ones that do good be an awesome friend of them you, you you may be able to teach them something you may be able to learn learn from them but the ones who don't oh well that's their loss like so many people and i know it's easier said than done but so many people 
sit there and have stress and worry and concern about being accepted by certain people. And it doesn't matter. Don't worry about being accepted. Matter of fact, if you're not being accepted, that just means you're doing something different and unique. And I guarantee you at some point in time, that weirdness, that that little bit of awkwardness that you feel, it's going to come back around. So I just wanted to take time out to tell everyone, just be them, um, whatever that is, and be true to you. Be true to what's in your mind. Don't don't embellish. Don't uh, negate some of it. Don't hide part of it. Just be you. If you don't listen to anything else that I say over the course of listening to any of my episodes of this podcast, be sure to do that. Be you. All right, that's enough of me preaching and being on my high horse. We're going to get into this conversation with A-Track Brown. We're starting off on Bill Cosby. Um, he actually sent me, listen to the Bill Cosby conundrum episode, sent me a video. I watched it. And while I still don't change my stance on how I feel about Bill Cosby and that whole situation, it did make me question some things. It did make, make me research a little bit more. It did make me look further into things. You'll see the, the, the link to that video down in this description, so check it out. But we're going to go ahead and get into some music. On the other side of that, it's going to be me and 8-Track Burn. So, ladies and gentlemen, listen, I have always said I welcome anyone to challenge me on how I think about something on any one of my episodes. So I sent this to 8-Track Brown, who I'll introduce in a second. And he sent me another video back. And I got to admit, it made me rethink a little bit of what I said on the Cosby episode. So I went ahead and brought 8-Track Brown on to kind of explain it more, give another side to it. 8-Track, what's going on, man? Yo, what is good, man? Uh, how you doing, world? This your boy, 8-Track Brown, representing the PW Hustle on YouTube uh pw hustle 2 and just pw hustle for those who don't know uh it is a pleasure and an honor to be here with my man ceo hayes thank you for having me on brother and thank you for giving me the outlet to express myself i uh am ever so grateful when anybody gives me that chance i uh, hope you're listening billy ray <clears throat> <laughs> have you not been on infinite friends yet i have not <laughs> But Bellow's been on Instagram. I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm still waiting for my turn. It's coming though. It's coming. <laughs> nah, but shout out to Billy Ray Valentine. One of the most humble people I've ever met. Like, period. Hey, Billy Ray oh, Valentine is sure. crazy, man. For sure. Check out the Infinite Fringe when you when you uh, have the time. Even if you don't have the time, check it out anyway. Or I'll just cut a promo on you. <laughs> so let's go. Go ahead and give the people the info, man. You 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 got it. Like I said, I try I try to to allow people to uh take over the show when when they definitely have more expertise on something so you know the video and then the overall your view of the cosby situation all right well the video um itself is made by a brother uh his um youtube channel is drew story news um i tried to get in contact with the brother myself so i could uh put the video on my page i kind of assumed that i can without his permission because he wants this info to be spread but i didn't want to do it without it um so the next best thing I did was just, you know, upload it to my YouTube page and just try to share it as much as possible because um I in the beginning um felt that he was guilty. Um not not just because you had 50 women accusing him, but because this is just classic, you know, um um what's done in the what's done in the dark will be brought to the light eventually type shit. You know, um where you have a brother out there or or, or anyone for that matter you know, like a politician who tries to talk about morals and next thing you know, he gets caught with three hookers. So in the initially, initially I said, oh, my God, this is insane. And um, oh, right off the bat, I think I need to say that um, my uncle worked for Kaufman Astoria Studios where they did the Cosby show. 
I met Bill Cosby on numerous occasions. I even auditioned to be Bud, uh, but of course didn't get the part. Uh, but I grew up around that set a lot, you know. Um, so I would say that, you know, I've met Mr. Cosby several occasions. Very nice man. Uh, my grandma has met with him and been in the room alone with him. And, you know, for by her accounts, he was always polite. And all he did was talk about his wife. Um, but like I said, overall, when the news first came out, I, I just thought he was guilty. And even if I didn't think he was guilty, I thought it served him right. Because even if he was just messing with chicks on the side, you expo- you, you've been exposed as a hypocrite. You know, here you are talking this talk and you're not even walking the walk. Um, cause even now, as I feel that he's not guilty, you still dealt with chicks and dealing and, and giving them drugs and whatnot, you know, be it, be it by their own, by their own free will, but that's what you did. And you would go speak to a group of young black people and then tell them something completely different. So it just makes you like the biggest fucking, um, um, hypocrite in the world. And so in some ways, even if, even if the, there was a, video of all these women in the room talking about how they made it up i still think he deserved to go through this because that's what he got that's what he got for being uh promiscuous um that's what he got for being promiscuous and not honest about it but i will go far as back and say that for all we know his wife probably did know you gotta understand these are old school black people old school black people old school black women old school latina women they be on some shit where they be like, as long as this motherfucker is taking care of me and my kids, he can fucking do what he wants. Just don't bring no drama here. Um, now he brought drama home, so I'm pretty sure she's giving him an earful when they're alone. But um, nonetheless, I watched the video and I looked this stuff up and I was just in shock because the media was not talking about this. And I later come to understood what was going on, where if the media was to say Chloe Goins is a liar, um, uh, Patricia Mantis Matis is a liar. Janice Dickinson is a liar. Their their stories don't make sense. Public opinion starts to sway a little bit. Um, so there were stories that did come out of certain cases being dismissed. I think there were three uh that I know for a fact. It was Rachel Goins. It was um. It was Rachel Goins. I think it was Janice Dickinson. It was it was one more other woman. I can't remember her name, but they were just they were thrown out because there was lack of evidence. Now, you would think that this being a big story that it was that they would say, you know, something, you know, there were cases that were thrown out through lack of evidence. The D.A. in the original case refused to prosecute because there was just no evidence. And uh, Andrea's constant story was not believable. So you have people who, of course, will take their lead from the media. And for some, I don't blame them because if you don't know, you don't know. But at the end of the day, you know, what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. So I think that we should all had look into this as much as we could instead of just taking our lead from there. My first my first um thought of of maybe this is some bullshit is the many even before I saw this documentary was the minute I saw Gloria Allred. The minute you see Gloria Allred, you have to start thinking that something is up, that something is just not right. Uh, this woman is a, an ambulance chaser for rape victims or anyone who who either has legit claims for rape or just who just online. And here she is representing all these women. 
She goes on television, and what lawyer, and this is not a documentary, this happened, I saw this, what lawyer says to another lawyer, let's debate this on TV? That's what you got courtrooms for. When Cosby's original lawyer, I forget the sister's name, but she was so smart that she she made me fucking horny just by watching her damn interviews, because she was just so fucking smart. It was like, damn, this sister knows her shit. Like, can I date you? But, um... She's up there and she's explaining about, you know, Quaaludes were not, you know, available. They weren't on the market. This is not something that you could even get off the streets because they just weren't around anymore. Um, so when she said that, I looked into that and it was like, okay, that's true. But here you have Gloria Allred wanting to challenge this woman on television to a debate, which I thought was odd for any respectable lawyer to even say on national television. But that was just me. Um, but the, this lawyer was dropping facts about, you know, the, the, the drugs and, and, um, how the women were, uh, one particular woman, Andrew Constant, uh, did not receive this drug without his, uh, permission or without her consent or whatever, um, women's, you, you know, you'll have people who say, well, look at the deposition, the deposition, he admitted that, that he raped them. I say, no, he didn't admit to raping anybody. He said he got drugs for the purpose of sex. That's not an admission of rape. If you tell me, did you get drugs for sex? Well, yeah. Well, how do you equate that to rape? No, no, no. You have to find at least where I did something without their knowledge and, and whatever. And you have women who, or not even women, but you have people who will say, if you're engaging with sex with somebody and they're passed out, then that's rape. I'm like, well, how the hell do I know if the woman's passed out? Maybe if I, for all I know, that's a part of her fucking routine. Yeah. And I'm just, whatever. So you're saying that I, that even though we started out fucking in the middle of it, she passed out. So I raped her because she, I didn't give her the opportunity to change her mind. That's bullshit. You know, I saw an episode of Law and Order where the kid got convicted, not because the woman said no, but because she didn't say yes. And if you follow Law and Order, you know they get a lot of shit from real life. Turns out that in California, this is a thing where a woman actually has to say yes. Wait, you wait, know, wait. So there's there they have to verbally say yes, otherwise it's right. I know in California the law is if I'm not mistaken, I don't want to misstate it, but when I was doing the research trying to see if they got this shit from real life, it led me to something in California where the bill maybe the bill was introduced where she has to say yes, I want to have sex, which ultimately just makes a chick look like a fucking hoe in the first place, but she has to say yes, I want to have sex. Now to me, as all as far as I'm concerned, and you and and people can have their own opinions, but as far as I'm concerned, I I, I saw this and I said, this is your send a nigga t- uh, to jail t- ticket if you just want. Now, how many virgin white girls out there who get caught by daddy will all of a sudden say, oh, he raped me. I never said I wanted to do this. I just think about that because you know a lot of brothers that went through that. You read about it a lot in the news. And when it comes to this rape thing, man, it's it's for for for, for a lot of black men, it's a, a history of false accusations, you know. Um, but the problem is in this country, when there are false accusations against a black man, you never really hear about it. It never gets highlighted. Now, let me ask you straight up. What's the most uh, famous false accusation chick you could think of right now from the top of your head? Mm, I, and I'm, I'm probably just missing this. What I. My mind just went completely blank. Um, well, I, I tell you right now, most people will say Tawana Broly. Oh, yeah. Oh, James Dickinson. But I, but mo- in media, most people will tell you, or, or most white people will say, "Well, Tawana Broly," as if Tawana Broly is the representation for all 
uh, uh, misported rapes, mis- uh, 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 false rape ca- cases. But that's the one you hear about, even though there's a history in our country. Rosewood, <laughs> you yeah. know, a movie I was watching the other day where the whole, you know, you had black people being lynched because of a lie. So that's something that always will stick in my mind. It's it's I don't I'm not saying I like to play the race card or anything like that or I want to play the race card, but it's it's a history of it. It exists, you know? Absolutely. So you you always have to investigate something. Now, I never got into this bullshit conspiracy that oh, he wanted to buy NBC. That's why they did it. Because I, I I'll tell a brother in a minute, um, these rape allegations just now surfaced. Uh, the first time I heard about it was in early 2002. He didn't try to buy NBC until like 1997 and 98. So you're telling me they waited <laughs> all this time and said, you know, remember when Bill tried to buy NBC? Yeah, let's get that nigga for that. <laughs> you know, nah, it, it, no, it, it doesn't go like that. And so, you know, uh, uh, people would ask, well, why then? I, I don't really know why. I can only say as far as Hollywood is concerned, maybe Bill Cosby had a favor he didn't pay back. You know, he had a favor he owed that, you know, he just said, fuck it. Or he promised one of these women something because I think that's a lot that has to do with it. I think a lot of these women, he's like, you know, I can make you a star. And they said, fuck it. You know, in the 70s, I could see, you know, it being possible that he was being a little freaky deaky, you know, uh, flipping flipping some titties here and there. That's very possible. Uh, I could see him getting a lot of a lot of chicks based off his uh, celebrity fame. Uh, in the eighties, and this is what really originally made me question. Maybe uh, this what this is what made me feel he was guilty. Um, in the eighties, if he if he was he's being accused of doing this, this is during the Cosby Show. Now I had some people that said, "Well, Bill Cosby ain't got to rape nobody. He's Bill Cosby." And I go, "Yeah, that's your problem. He's fucking Bill Cosby." One thing that's paramount about television is people believe what they fucking see. People believe what they see. So. Women see Bill Cosby, they see Dr. Huxtable. How's a woman going to really feel if Dr. Huxtable starts coming on to her? I can't fuck you, nigga. You Dr. Huxtable. No, 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 no. <laughs> I can see if it was Uncle Phil. Uncle Phil from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I can see getting ass. I can't see Dr. Huxtable getting ass based off the fact that we believe what we see. So for me, in my, in my personal opinion... That's what led to me saying maybe that's why he's guilty because I can't see a chick willing to fuck this dude because he's Dr. Huxtable, you know? You give me the Wibbity Wops and the dog, you know? And my wife, Camille, you know? Like, you can't, can't separate that. So for, for me, originally, that's where I felt maybe there's some guilt there. But like I said, you watch this documentary, this brother's just laying out a lot of these facts. So you come to see about nine to ten of these women are just not credible most of them are former former drug addicts and former prostitutes former teenage runaways uh the 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 woman who said that she was touched by bill cosby in a playboy mansion when she was only 14 her best friend said that was bullshit um not to mention my my question was what the hell was a 14 year old doing in the playboy mansion but hugh hefton is dead now so i guess he can't answer those (laughs) questions but um yeah, you know, and then you know Rachel Goins who said that, you know, he did this to her in the Playboy Mansion. He wasn't even at the Playboy Mansion. He wasn't even there. So then you have Beverly Johnson, who's a super duper fucking liar, which is in a documentary. You know, she had false claims against um Chris Noth from the Law and Order Criminal Intent saying that he beat on her. And so that was bullshit. So all of these women who came out got proven to be wrong, but they never said it. 
So in public opinion, it makes it hard for anybody to come to the conclusion that maybe he's not guilty. Maybe there's something strange going on. And as far as the actual courts, this woman changed her story six different fucking times. The mistrial that happened. Usually a mistrial takes how long? A couple months, like like maybe six, eight months, longest a year and a half. They did this shit in like three weeks. It was a mistrial, boom, bang, boom, and next thing you know, there's a retrial already. Like, how the fuck did you come up with a retrial so goddamn fast? And now we finding out that one of the guys said, uh, one of the jurors said that we all know he's guilty. So let's just let's just uh, 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 vote guilty right now. So that's what they're supposedly going to use in their appeal. Then I saw an a interview with one of the jurors recently, and this juror goes, he never heard about what happened with Bill Cosby, and he's never heard of the Me Too movement up until he got on the jury. And I, and I heard this, and I said, this is bullshit. And he was like, he said the same shit. He said, what made me feel he was guilty was the, the, the depositions that was introduced into the case, which were not supposed to be introduced into the case, which, by the way, there wasn't supposed to be a case in the first place. They straight up violated the Constitution. Now, when you break the fucking law to, uh, to put a man on trial, I have no reason but to believe you're trying to screw this man over. You're not supposed to have a trial. There's statute of limita- uh, limitations. You had a fucking deal uh, uh, in play that said if he does this, he doesn't have to go to trial. And that's what happened. And he agreed to it. You agreed to it. So why did you break your word all of a sudden? Because of an ambitious DA who was running for office. So this was a political matter. So there's all these things that have to be put into um, play for people to understand that not only was this trial not supposed to happen, but there was just so much bullshit going on in this trial that you that no rational person could actually say, I got to put this man in jail because your story's not making sense. Absolutely. And, you know, it, it just, I, I, like, I, I understand what people's feelings are. But when that juror said the deposition was what led him to say he was guilty, I was like, where he said he got drugs to women for for women so he could have sex with them. Where he never said, I got these drugs so I could have sex with past out women. I could have these drugs in case they said no. You base your guilt on a deposition where he admits to having sex. That was his that was his 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 uh his uh guilty guilty verdict right right there. So for me, I'm like, that's bullshit. This whole trial was bullshit. I, I can't argue with any of your logic there. And that, that that's what makes it made me rethink some things. And I can't say that I all, all the way think that he's not guilty, but it definitely made me rethink my stance on a few things and, and want to research it a little bit more. And I, I don't see how it, it wouldn't any anyone. Uh like you said, the de- the deposition for one, um it, it it does call into question his his character. But again, if it's not supposed to be used as evidence, it's not supposed to be used. And the judge allowed that shit. So it's just it's just too much shady shady things going on. It just it, it shouldn't fit fit well with a person who's thinking in a fair manner. And again, this is coming from a person who thought he was guilty, who who was laughing in his fucking face. Because I used to say that how the fuck are you gonna try to tell anybody how they should entertain people when you did Uptown Saturday Night and let's do it again? Like what the fuck? You don't get to you don't get to tell Eddie Murphy how he should be funny. You don't get to tell uh, uh, um, um, Jamie Fox what movies he should make because he actually called Jamie Fox on the phone to complain to him about booty call. <laughs> 
crazy. That's something I heard through my uncle. So I was just like, <laughs> "How the fuck do you?" And I remember I got to an argument because my uncle was, you know, he 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 likes Bill Cosby. He agrees with a lot he says, and I'm like, you know, this is a free country. People entertain the way they want to entertain. Who are we to judge them based off that? Who is he to judge anybody based off that? Because he did a clean act. Well, good for him. That doesn't fit for everybody else. It's like that Eddie Murphy bit with, with, with Richard Pryor. Do the people laugh when you say shit? Yeah. Do you get paid? Yeah. Well, tell Bill Cosby to have a coke and a smile and shut the fuck up. That's <laughs> the way it goes. So just for anyone who wants to research it more, anyone who, who had it just in their head that he's automatically guilty, where would you point them? Other than the video, which I'm going to link in the description here, where would you point them uh, to, to do a little bit more research on? Um, Just um, other than that, well, I can't tell you the women's names off the top of the head, so you'd have to watch the video. And watching the video, just uh, Google the women's names and, and read their testimonies and and read the reports and just uh, – or you could just Google – uh, Cosby rape cases dismissed, so you can see why they were dismissed. You can uh, go on Google and, and 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 research why the original case never went to trial in the first place. Something that a lot of the the media was not really shedding light on because they had these uh, sixty bullshitters out there telling their damn stories. Oh, and, and just to, and just and just so people know, uh, for the for the conspiracy folks out there, they're not doing this because he tried to buy NBC. That's why they killed his son. Mm. That's why they killed Emmett because Emmett died when he was trying to buy, uh, um, uh, 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 not Emmett. What's his name? Ennis. 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 May he rest in peace. Ennis. That's why they killed him because he wanted to buy NBC. That's at least that's my theory. So escape that 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 NBC theory. Kanye West is, you know, Kanye West. <laughs> I will say, I, I will say this. I, I will say this about Kanye. Uh, my mother once said about Kanye that he owns who he is. He makes no apologies about who he is. That's why she likes him. Um, I was very disappointed when I heard the original, when I saw the original one minute clip. And I was like, this nigga is going up on a list of coons. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't say no shit like that then i saw the rest of it and i said okay well he's right about us being um slaves of the of the mind and our reality and whatever and we should have free thought that's cool but here comes his hypocrisy because he didn't speak freely after that he started regurgitating conservative talking points where he immediately started saying black people don't care about black on black violence they only care about violence amongst uh when it comes from white people or police officers and i just was like oh kanye come on man you're not now you're not making no sense and he goes you know we've been hating for so long that we don't try love we should try love 
And I'm like, so Martin Luther King, Martin Luther King loved this country to death. Literally. That was love. Literally. Yeah. You know, Malcolm X, no matter what what uh, positions he took before his death was not the same Malcolm X we first saw. He still died loving his people. You know, black people in general have tried to love this country for a very long time. If we didn't, this country would have burned the fuck down uh, the minute we was uh, uh, chosen uh, to be slaves. We would have chosen to burn this motherfucker down. But since we didn't choose to burn this motherfucker down, I would say that black people have to be the most patriotic motherfuckers to ever be in this country. You know, um, this th there's this talk of, of us trying to claim victimhood and, and whatnot. And I, I had this uh, conversation primarily with Billy Ray. We had a we had a discussion on it, and I was saying that, you know, there is a – I understand the the thought that a lot of things are being put out to cause division amongst people, but the division is already there. You don't have to keep reminding people that black people were slaves so we can keep being divided. The division is already there. Um, slavery, at the end of the day, is damn near everything is a reminder to black people of slavery. You know, Kanye West said that um, put Michael Jordan on a $20 bill instead of Harriet Tubman because she's just another reminder of slavery. Now, how is it that she's another reminder of slavery? That's really, Kanye, you, you can't have her on the bill because you think that she's a reminder of slavery. But you already have reminders of slavery on your money. George Washington, Abraham Lincoln. These guys were slave owners. So right now in my pocket is a reminder of slavery. Why can't I have a reminder of someone who chose to be free, who chose to free her people? Why can't we have that? You know, you could say, you know, things are happening because they want to keep it as a reminder. But I will say the reminder is always going to be there when you never confront it. To fix the problem, you first have to admit that you have one. Now, no one is saying we're like Jim Crow. At least I'm not saying that. It's not the Jim Crow days, you know. But um, we still have a problem, and it, it needs to be addressed. And Absolutely. until we as a society, as a society uh, address, address that it exists, things will get better. And I will say this. I spend a lot of time listening to, like, conservative conspiracy talk radio, and I hear how they, how they talk about this. And I don't know, maybe you can call it my blackness, but alarms go off in my head where I'm like, we can't talk about this, but you want to keep up statues? You want to keep up old flags of the defeated? The, the, the Confederate flag is history. That's a reminder of slavery. Why would you want to remind me of slavery? The fucking Confederate statues are reminders of slavery. Why would you want to remind me of slavery? I live in New York City. I get a reminder of slavery every single time I see a big fucking statue of Columbus on 59th Street. So we have to move on from the past. But they keep their fucking monuments of their past alive the flags their statues and i don't mind the statues being up but just put a little plaque saying this person fought for this side for this reason and yada 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 give the full history and not some made-up internet bullshit some real history on the plaque and there you go but don't tell me that things are being done for me to be reminded of shit but then you sit there and defend the taking down of a, of of confederate statues and flags when those are also reminders of slavery. So, 
You know, Kanye was 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 twenty was twenty eighty on the thing, you know, or eighty twenty on the thing. Eighty percent wrong, but twenty percent right. Because at the end of the day, I'm not loving no fucking enemy. I'm not doing that shit. I consider myself, I do consider myself a believer of God, but I'm not loving my fucking enemy. I'm just not doing it. I can forgive you for a lot of shit. I just don't have to fuck with you no more. But I'm not loving somebody who hates me. I'm just not doing it. I'm not on that. I'm not on that shit. That shit, it's gotten to the point where it's not working anymore. We've tried that too many fucking times and it doesn't work. I'm not saying we should be violent or we should be hateful. But why can't we just fucking love each other? What's wrong with that? We've never really, that's one thing we've never fucking tried. Loving each other, <laughs> you know? So that's just my thing on it. And, 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 I, and, and I try to, you know, I, I try to go on a, a case-by-case basis with people. You know, I, I have people who I'm cool with who believe in, who, who follow Trump. That's fine. I ain't got no problem with it. As long as you're a fair-minded person with your shit, that's all that matters. And the most thing that we should have in this country and in the world is understanding. That's what we don't have. We don't have understanding. And people confuse understanding with agreement. I don't have to agree with a neo-Nazi, but I can still understand his point about trying to keep his people alive. Just wait a minute. I'm not your enemy. That's all I'm saying. That's where I don't agree with you at. But I do understand why you're scared because I'm scared for a lot of the same reasons that you're scared. So understanding is key because once you understand, that's when you just start to break shit down and you and and you start to say we're not so different. Because the biggest problem in this in this world is not race. It's fucking class. Fred Hampton tried to fucking say that he was trying to educate people on that. For the people who think that the Black Panthers were some anti-white group, they were not. They understood that the biggest problem we face is fucking class. Malcolm understood that, and that's why he got killed, too. Yeah. Well, dropping knowledge all this whole call, like, this is, like, I mean, I I can't think of any way to, and I've, I've said that before, too. Let me ask you. Go ahead. Is a poor white person who gets caught with crack not going to jail for about five years? They absolutely are. They absolutely it, are. Yeah. If you poor don't matter it's about money you know what i'm saying like black athletes who get caught with drugs go to go free all the fucking time those rockefeller laws don't apply to them niggas because they got money to fight it you know who don't apply to me you we get caught with shit we finish unless we got some you know some jewish family members or some smart ass <laughs> niggas in our family who are willing to work for free <laughs> absolutely absolutely and like you said i mean it's it's all about like you said understanding um never never not defend what you care about and what in, in your family and your ideals but you you need to try to understand the other side and like i told i've told people before even if you don't agree with it even if you listen and you walk away thinking it's a crocket uh horse shit if you listen and you try to understand what the other side thinks about that just gives you another tool and another weapon rather than just shut down and just leave yourself in a box of I'm only gonna I'm only gonna listen to people who agree with me. There, there's that's a circle jerk. You're never gonna get anywhere from that. Yeah, I mean, listen, me and Billy Ray have been friends since high school, and we a lot of the times when we talk, especially when we talk like politics and real world shit, we get into shouting matches. But at the end of the day, we still have an understanding of where each other's coming from because our overall goal is is all the same is all the same shit. Just trying to survive, you know, and trying to keep our families. Uh, uh, going and try to create legacies and, and just keeping the, the, the families alive for, forever and ever and ever. Because people think that you die. In my opinion, you don't. we don't die. Our children are extension of ourselves. Our children guarantee immortality. We presently won't be here no more, but a part of us will always be here. As long as, you know, your children keep having children, you're always here. It's just different stages of, of life. 
That's my own personal shit. I thought of that the other day. I think it's awesome. <laughs> that is, that's, that's dope. That's dope. <laughs> All right, Track, man. I appreciate it, man. Tell the people where they can find you. Now you can find me on Twitter at Fire Fancy. Uh, that's 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 my main one right there. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Track Brown, T-A-R-C Brown. Um, and uh, don't forget, you know, subscribe to the uh, PW2 page and subscribe to subscribe to pw hustle one for everyone go follow a track brown you heard where to find him at i want to thank you a track for taking time out your sunday to be with me and the listeners of the awakened soul but ladies and gentlemen that is it that is episode 47 of the awakened soul i hope you guys enjoyed it i had a lot of fun talking to a track it's first time also in the awakened soul before we go you know, I got to plug it. You guys knew it was coming. Anyone who follows me on social media, you, got, you have to be at the live show. You have to be there. It's going down July 21st at Herb Arts in St. Louis, Missouri. You can't miss this show. We got a lot of things planned for the show that's different than how normal, how a lot of podcasts do their live shows. It's going to be a night. It's going to be an event. It's going to be fun, insightful. You may laugh, you may cry. That's everything. That's all the possible emotions all built up all in one. Um, no, but seriously, it's going to be a great show. Johnny and Ralph um, and me, the Breaks Radio team, we, we've gone, we, we, we are going through so many different ideas and we're fine tuning everything. This live show is going to be amazing. You do not want to miss it. But enough plugging that. You can follow me at CEO Hayes. That's at C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. You can follow the Awakened Soul at Awakened Soul Pod. You can also go to theawakensoulpod.com. And lastly, you can send me any feedback, questions, comments, concerns to theawakensoulpod at gmail.com. I'll be looking forward to hearing from you guys. We've got another episode. This is a two-episode week. So I'll see you guys in just another couple of days with, with the second episode for this week, which is a doozy. Uh, I'll see you guys then. Peace.